You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. I'd like for you to take your Bibles, please, this morning to Romans chapter 8. This is a passage of Scripture that we could literally, we could take weeks and weeks and probably months in going through this passage, and we will just take a few moments this morning. But I want you to notice in Romans chapter 8, I'll begin reading in verse number 35. You know, I'm so thankful that the Bible is applicable for today. When God gave us the Bible, God knew what we would be going through. He knew exactly what would be happening at 2360 Bowling Road, Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. God's not uh, been caught off guard. God's not been surprised. God knows exactly what we're facing. And God gave us his word. He gave us the eternal truths of scripture that we can live, that we can apply, that we can uh, uh, meditate on, that we can take encouragement from. And I want you to notice Romans chapter 8 in verse number 35. The question is asked, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? It's a good question. Uh, Maybe you're here today. Maybe you're listening at home. And maybe you feel like you have been separated from the love of Christ. Maybe you feel like God doesn't love you. Maybe you feel like uh, uh, maybe if God does love you, you wish he'd let you know. You wish that you'd have that feeling and you wish you'd have that assurance. Well, it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? That's a pretty amazing list right there. You think of some of the things that we're going through. And by the way, what we're going through today is nothing compared to what the Christians went through in the Roman Empire. Notice that list again in verse 35. Paul says, if you think you're separate from the love of Christ... Is it tribulation? You know, tribulation is trouble. And we all go through trouble. We all face hardships. We all face difficulties. But shall trouble or tribulation, will that separate us from the love of Christ? Or distress? That word distress, it literally means pressure or a narrow spot or maybe being in a tight spot. And you say, I'm going through some tight spots. Well, is that going to separate you from the love of Christ? How about persecution? We really don't know much about persecution because the early Christians, they were persecuted. They were thrown to wild beasts. They were, uh, had their heads cut off. They were tortured. They were imprisoned. They were starved to death. They were, uh, they were exiled. But yet, is persecution going to separate you from the love of Christ? What about famine? We, we panic sometimes because we don't have our favorite foods, you know. Oh, I'm going to starve to death. I don't have my favorite food. Well, we probably are going to be okay. How about this? It says nakedness. Can I tell you what you went through to get ready for church and with driving church? I hope you didn't have to be as picky. But you say, I've got nothing to wear, ladies. And you got a whole closet full of clothes. You know, what you mean is you can't make up your mind on what you're going to wear this day. That's not what we're talking about. Those early Christians, they were doing good just to have clothes on their back, just to have enough, just to to, to survive, to cover themselves. And is that going to separate you from the love of Christ? Peril. That word peril literally means danger. 
Will danger separate you from the love of Christ or the sword? The sword here was the sword of war. Sometimes the sword of judicial judgment, the the government coming down, the dictators coming down, the rulers coming down on the Christians. Verse 36, as it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37 will be our text verse. Nay, Paul says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. I'd like to draw your attention to that phrase at the beginning of verse 37, where Paul says, in all these things. Lord, would you help us as we look at your word this morning? Would you please speak to our hearts? May we not be distracted whether being at home or in a car or uh, at work or uh, in front of a, a television or in front of a computer or watching a cell phone, may we not be distracted, but may we uh, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and give us what we need for this hour, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. In all these things, Paul writes in Romans 8, verse 37, you see, it appears that the Christians of the Roman Empire it appears that many had adopted the mentality that there was nothing they could do. By the way, they did face tribulation. They did face persecution. They did face distress. But it appears that they had the mindset that we might as well just give up. We might as well not even try. We might as well just throw in the towel. But notice what Paul says in verse 37. He says the first word is the word nay, N-A-Y, that's an old English word that simply means no. Paul said, absolutely not. No way. No, we are not going to roll over and play dead. We're not going to give up. We're not going to throw in the towel. We will not give in because in all these things, Paul said, we are more than conquerors. Paul didn't say after these things. Paul didn't say uh, uh, when we're done with it or when we get around it or when we ignore it or when we avoid it. But Paul said, in the midst of all these things, we are more than conquerors. The Christians in Rome knew a lot about conquering. Unfortunately, they had been on the wrong side of things. You see, they saw the conquering armies of the Romans. They had seen the great power of the Roman gladiators in the Colosseums. They had seen that mentality of conquering. But Paul said to the Christians, he said, we as God's people are more than conquerors through him that loved us. The word conquer means to overcome. It means to be victorious. And I'm happy to tell you this morning that we can overcome. We can be victorious in Jesus Christ in all these things. I don't like, I'm not happy about the fact that we are going through a coronavirus. And by the way, we wouldn't choose that. We're not excited about the fact that we're dealing with unemployment. We're not excited about the fact that those who do have jobs probably feel like they're overwhelmed and they have too much work to do because of the demand. I'm not excited about people being lonely. I'm not excited about people having to wait for a surgery or say goodbye to a loved one. Uh, we wouldn't choose to have the fear and the uncertainty in our nation. We wouldn't have chosen for our children's education in many cases to be turned upside down and to be completely rearranged. 
We wouldn't choose fatigue and we wouldn't choose health problems. We wouldn't choose to have a wedding postponed or a graduation that is uncertain. We would not have chosen to leave our auditorium and come to a a parking lot and have to sit in cars for a drive-in church. We wouldn't have chosen to, to have to miss Sunday school class and miss our bus routes and miss our junior churches and miss our organized soul winning and visitation times. We wouldn't have chosen those things. But I've got good news for you. In all these things, the Bible tells us that we are more than conquerors. We are still victorious. Notice about all these things. Verse 28 The Bible tells us there's something we know about all these things. The Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good. Aren't you glad that we know that? Not only do we know, but here's what we can say. Verse 31, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Look at what we have been given concerning all these things. Verse 32, the Bible says, he that spared not his own son. But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? You know, sometimes we're just looking at the wrong things. Sometimes we're looking at the tribulation and the distress and the persecution. When God says, hey, look at all the things you've been given. Look at all that you've been given with salvation and all the blessings and all the the, the, the good things that God has done in our lives. I want to tell you this morning that if God did not spare his own son. If God gave you his only begotten son, if God gave Jesus Christ to die on a cross, he's going to take care of all the rest. God is in control, and we, in all things, we have been given so much. Notice verse 37, not only what we know about all things and what we say and what we've been given, but verse 37, it tells us what we are. And what we are, in verse 37, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. I'm glad to know that because of Christ and because of Jesus, I'm on the winning side. And friend, so are you. Let me give you quickly this morning, how can we be more than conquerors in all these things? Number one, because of our connection with Christ. Would you notice in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 1, the Bible says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. You know why we are more than conquerors? Because of our connection with Jesus Christ. We're saved. Verses 16 and 17 remind us that we are the children of God. We are heirs of God and we are joint heirs with Christ. Romans 8.28 was written to Christians. Romans 8.37 was written to Christians. If you're saved, if you have Jesus Christ living inside of you, you can be and I can be more than a conqueror because of our connection with Christ. It's not what you know, it's who you know. The Bible tells us that because we're saved, we have been given victory in Jesus. Number one, our connection with Christ. Number two, I want you to notice our confidence in Christ. Romans 8, 28, we like to quote this verse for everybody else, don't we? Somebody's going through a hard time and we whip out Romans 8, 28 and say, well, you know, all things work together for good to them that love God. We love telling everybody else about it. But I want to tell you, it's time we look ourselves in the mirror and say, we know, we understand, we have confidence, our confidence 
is in Christ and our confidence is that God is in control. I'm glad we don't have to hope so. I'm glad we don't have to think. I'm glad it's not up for debate. I'm glad we don't have to guess. I'm glad we don't have to assume. I'm glad we don't have to expect. But we know, we have confidence that all things work together for good. You don't have to understand how everything is going to work out. You just have to understand that God has everything under control. You say, well, how do we know that? Pastor, I'm here today or I'm listening today at another place, but I'm saved and I know Christ is my Savior, but I don't have that confidence. Well, I'll tell you this, that confidence does not come automatically when you get saved. Now, you have that assurance and you have that, uh, that promise, but if you and I don't get in the Scriptures, we won't have that confidence. Have you ever been going into a test? Have you ever been going into an exam and you think, I wish I would have studied a little bit more before this test? Well, I want to tell you, we've got a test that we're facing and it's time that we get in the textbook and it's time that we get in the Bible. The Bible reminds us we are to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. We have God's word available and all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable. It is helpful, but you got to read it. You've got to memorize it. You've got to meditate on it. I can't think of a better time to get in the word of God than during uh, this situation we're facing in our country. What a great time to get in the Bible and to get the confidence in Jesus Christ. Notice the circumstances. We have confidence in spite of the circumstances. The Bible says all things. That means the good and that means the bad. The Bible says all things work together for good. For Paul and the early Christians in Rome, that meant the persecution. That meant the distress. That meant the peril. That meant the sword. That meant uh, the, 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 the Colosseums. That meant the, uh, the, the wild beasts that they were thrown to. God was reminding his people that all things, all circumstances work together. Can I remind you that there are some things in life that we wouldn't have chosen but we don't see the big picture and we don't know the end of the story and we don't know how all things are going to factor together. You've heard the illustration before, but I'm reminded of something we all love, uh, something we all love. Our assistant pastor, brother Dan Bybee, especially loves these things. They're called chocolate chip cookies. Wow. That just, that just sounds good just, just hearing that. And uh, I'm sorry that the message is about two more hours. Otherwise, we, you could get home and make some chocolate chip cookies. But a chocolate chip cookie. We all love a chocolate chip cookie. But did you know if you were to take the individual ingredients of that cookie, those individual ingredients are not good. Nobody's going to go home today and say, you know, I'm so hungry. I'm going to take a spoonful of flour and I'm just going to swallow that spoonful of flour. I'm just, oh, it just sounds so good. Nobody would choose that. Uh, nobody would choose to take that baking soda and uh, stick a spoonful in your mouth. Nobody would uh, take that uh, vanilla uh, extract and just take it straight. Nobody would do that. Now, some of you are thinking, I would take the bag of chocolate chips, and I would devour those in one sitting. And maybe you would. But can I tell you, all those ingredients, they're not good individually, but you put them all together. 
You, you, you stir them, you mix them, you, you lay them out on a pan, you put them in the oven, you bake them, you let time run its course, you let the, uh, the baker do what he or she knows to do, and it comes out a product that we would all want. I don't know how God's going to use this coronavirus. I don't know how God's going to use unemployment. I don't know how God's going to use a, a schedule getting turned upside down. I don't know how God's going to do all that, but I know this. And I'm confident that in all things, all of our circumstances that God has promised that they will work together for good. Number one, I see our connection with Christ. Number two, our confidence in Christ. But number three, I want you to notice our closeness to Christ. The Bible says in verse 28 that all things work together for good to them that love God. Friend, I hope you love him. I hope you're not just going through the motions. I hope you're not just putting in your time. I hope you're not just coming to church just so that everybody else will think that you're a good person. Friend, I want to tell you, if that's the only reason you're coming, I'm glad you're at least coming. But there is so much more to the Christian life than just trying to impress people. There's so much more to the Christian life than just uh, punching a time card on Sundays and saying, I, I did my deed for the week. There's a relationship that you can have with Christ. You can love Him. And we love Him because He first loved us. I love to hear, and my wife and girls are over here, and Mike is over here in the vehicle. But I tell you, it sure does our heart good when out of the blue, one of our girls, usually in recent days, it's been Chloe or Kylie, but Lacey and Savannah, they love to sing. But to hear them out of nowhere just break out in a song. And they'll sing something like, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord, because of Calvary. I love to hear them sing that. And the younger ones, they don't understand all that now. It's our prayer that they will understand it. It's our prayer that they will come to truly love God. But friend, I want to tell you, our closeness with Christ gives us the victory because it's the love of Christ that constrains us. It's the love of Christ that motivates us. It's the love of Christ that keeps us on track. How's your relationship with Jesus? How's your closeness with Christ? Do you love Him? I'll tell you, He loves you. He loves you so much, He gave His life. How about number four, our commitment to Christ? The Bible says in verse 28, to those who are called. Those who are called according to His purpose. Things may not always work out for our purpose, but we were not created for our own purpose. We were created for His purpose. We were created to bring honor and glory to Christ. 1 Corinthians 10, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. We are created for His purpose. Number five, I see... We are more than conquerors by conforming to Christ. Notice verse number 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Did you know that in all these things, in all the things we're going through, it is God's will and it is God's plan that we be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Now, that word conformed, it has the idea of, of being in compliance with or, or being molded or shaped or, 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 or put into a, a, a pattern. And can I tell you, we don't always like to conform, do we? 
We don't always like to comply. But everything we're going through, it is because God wants us to be more like His Son. God wants us to be more like Christ. And maybe the things we're going through, maybe God knows that these things will cause us to be more faithful. Maybe these things will cause us to have a greater thankfulness or a greater appreciation. Or maybe these things will help us to have a greater concern for others. But in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Lastly, I see that we are conquering. We are conquering with Christ. It says we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. We are conquering not in our own ability, but we conquer in Christ's power. The Bible says nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. It's the love of God that gives us the power to conquer. Verse number 31, I love this verse. Romans 8, 31, what shall we then say to these things? What are we going to say about all these problems? And what are we going to say about all the difficulties? Here's what we're going to say. If God be for us, who can be against us? It doesn't matter what's against you. It doesn't matter what problem's coming your way. It doesn't matter what burden you're bearing. Because if God be for us, there's nobody who can stand against us. We are conquering with Christ. Many of the Jews thought that Jesus was coming as the Messiah. And he, well, he did come as the Messiah. But they thought he was coming to set up his kingdom. Many Jews were disappointed when Jesus did not come as king. But he came as the lamb. The Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. But Jesus did not come to defeat the Roman Empire and to set up his earthly kingdom, although he could have. Jesus came with a greater purpose. He came to defeat a greater enemy. Jesus came not to defeat an empire, but Jesus came to defeat sin. Jesus came to defeat death and to defeat hell and to defeat the grave and Jesus came to give you life and to give me life and he came to give us victory you see friend we're in a battle we're in a battle not against flesh and blood but Ephesians 6 tells us we are in a spiritual battle we're fighting against principalities and powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places that's why we're to put on the whole armor of God and that's why we must take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, because we are in a battle. You say, Pastor, it's a tough battle. The things I'm going through and the things I'm facing, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can fight another day. I don't know if I can uh, survive another round. I don't know if I can stand or if I can take another step. I'll tell you, you can't do it on your own. But we are more than conquerors through him through Jesus that loved us I'm glad that in the midst of this pandemic I'm glad we're on the winning side I'm glad in the midst of this downturn in our economy I'm glad we're on the winning side I'm glad in the midst of crazy schedules and things that are uncertain and things that are all out of whack I'm glad that as God's people we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.